Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the table. I am so happy to see you all again. The beautiful people in this uh, room, as well as anyone who has been tuning in and is waiting for the long-awaited fable return to see the outcome of that mysterious roll that happened, like, what, fucking two years ago? Yesterday? Yesterday, I mean. Yeah. It felt uh, like two years because I, I, you know, my life is empty without you guys. Canonically, it happened like five minutes ago. Canonically, oh God, so much has happened. Canonically, I was like, I was about to go and I was like gonna try to pick one thing to bring up, but like after re going through and um, you know reliving everything that has <laughs> happened, Takata, man, no, I'm just- I don't know. let's just start to our left. I'm 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 overwhelmed with emotions, you know? Like originally I wanted to have a big a big thing planned out, but I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. And that's the person to my left. To the immediate left of that person is Jampy. Hey, we've changed seating arrangements because I've moved apartments. There's so much has happened, guys. And then finally, hi, it's me, Joselito. Perfect. Also, I didn't say anything, but Joe is here. I am here. I uh, that I was I can't go through the whole tirade to give you your nickname again, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then not with us, but with us in spirit, we have, uh, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of newspaper slander over here. Good to see you guys. <laughs> Real quick, guys, I gotta turn down Corey because now he's very loud. I'm too loud. Corey, Corey just got so excited. Get, I'm God. just excited to be here, guys. He I'm sorry. became a totally different person. The tickle in his taint has made his voice go higher. The tickle in my taint? What happened? <laughs> Joe tickled your taint. I whoa whoa whoa! Please tell me we're keeping that all in. We we have to. It, I mean, we always keep technical pro- <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess now it is kept in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Corey's good now. All right, perfect. I'm in. It's been five minutes canonically, maybe less than that. I hate this. It's been a longer time out of session, but I feel like, I mean, let's, you, you guys want to do a brief recap of uh, exactly where we were? Uh, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. yes. It's all James. You don't think we, we have the time for it? Uh, we absolutely do. <laughs> I've had the time to re-listen to our most recent episode, I think, three or four times because that's how many failed starts we've had to restarting the campaign. I don't know what you're talking about, James. First time's a charm. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So briefly, where we last left off, being chased by our ever fabled little cinder knight, our our little potty, uh, potty, our little party got (laughs) split up, right? Uh, Jampy found his way into the sewers. Our our boy Rudels was... Or was he? He was flying in the air, right? Flying in the air over the neighborhood. Mr. Milo. We had Giram near the dark abyss that he has sent so many other people. <sighs> You're right. <laughs> Walking off down an alleyway and then Suzette, I don't know, was like... I was in a different alleyway. A yeah. different alleyway. He went left and I went right because we want to sp- go different directions so the, the Cinder Knight has to choose one person to kill. Yeah, rather than and rather, uh, rather than nose goes. Got you. I mean, we already know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hi, Garamu, it was good to know you. Thank what you. What makes you think it's you? What's your health at? 
If you had to put like a value to it. If I had to, like, I don't know. If I had to put a value, um, I would say like 50 billion. 50 billion. Yeah. I mean, is that in dog? Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) One health point. But speaking of which, what is everyone's current HP? We should have done this beforehand. Uh, Giram is currently sitting at a 31 out of 60. I have no spell slots left. You mean Suzette? Yeah, so you, said you said Gear. I was about to be like, trying yeah. to give you health. I'm yeah. trying to 31. give you health. Yeah. Sorry, Suzette is sitting at 31 out of 60. He has no uh, spell slots, and I think I only have 10 points of lay on hands. Perfect. But I have a sword that catches fire. You know who uh, doesn't have any health points anymore? My Labyrinth monster. So, uh, oh, uh, get over it. We killed that thing like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, dude. I have 15 points. 15 points. For Victor. And Giram has a whopping one. Jesus. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that lady did some damage on me. I have an unfortunate 12. An unfortunate 12 is my new band name. And here we go. You guys ready? Yes, no sir. Result. Ooh, let's do this. Okay. Giram. Yeah. You turn the corner as the Cinder Knight. It's hot on your heels. No pun intended. And as you turn the corner down this dank, dark alleyway, you see the sky staring back to you. Down this alleyway, the night sky engulfs your vision, slowly swallowing everything in its path. And as that darkness wraps around you, the void star, shining its ever brilliant crimson light upon you, begins to glow ever brighter. As it glows and its shine reaches down upon you, the night sky turns white and the stars all flicker out. The only thing is left in this white nothingness is you and that ever glowing crimson light. And it gets closer and it gets closer. Slowly, you can feel this presence wrap itself around your own. Acknowledging your existence and you it. But spewing forth from this red light is not the tendrils of decay and dismay, destruction, so much that has been envisioned by the occulta. Instead, walks forth a familiar figure, one that you had worshipped. And as Orcus's rotting carcass steps forth, it peers down to you. His eyes flicker with an infernal glow, and slowly his form begins to descend and shrink. His wings grow into his back. His face becomes less hellish, and it slowly begins to take that of a human, the priestess. And as she looks to you, her lips part, and it is not her voice that exits. Some ethereal attempt of masquerading the common tongue. My brave knight, Gira, you stand here before me, shattered, broken, bloody, the marks of your faith replaced with the marks of a cinder's hate. Do you know who you stand before? Before I say anything, can I roll insight? Sure, go for it. What are you trying to search within yourself, Gira? 
what I'm trying to figure out before I say anything is, A, do I recognize this presence? Sure. B, can I determine what it is exactly? Because Orcus, this is all very new to me and very scary. Mm-hmm. You know, not very, not being able to very, like, really feel his presence in the city. So I want to roll to see if I can figure this out. That was a seven. You're not too keen on what's happening. You just, you know that you were turning down the alleyway to escape your pursuer as uh, as per your plan with Suzette. And now all of a sudden, you're here. You feel like you've been here for a while. Sure. Longer than what would have been allotted for that night to catch you. But as for what you're speaking to, you haven't the faintest. I look down at my hands. I want to see if the shadow blade is still there. Uh, you look down to your hand, and um, yes, it still sits there, um, resting within you. So, Giram, finally having a moment. <sighs> you look like Orcus, but I can't tell. With that, the priestess smiles, and her form shifts once again. This time, it is that of Pelagius but still the same ethereal voice emits. It is understandable that your mind has not yet conceived the notion of my existence. You have fought so hard to bring about my creation, my resurrection. It is through the acts of your leader that I can even fathom existence once again. It is through the actions of you and those closest to you that I can speak to you now. Are you the Void? I have been called many things, been given many names, and have resided within many forms. If this is the name you wish to call me, you may. But the first name that I have chosen for myself resides in a very different echo. At this, uh, Giram takes a knee. Knowing exactly who, kind of knowing who he's dealing with, freaking the fuck out inside, but trying not to show it. I can taste your fear. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) An echo appeals through reality. Victor? (laughs) (laughs) but um I can taste your fear I can feel your uncertainty I understand your intent but you need not kneel before me I stand up I understand that you are at the hands of defeat that a great knight seeks to end you. Do you know what that knight's purpose is? Other than to kill us? No. Not so simply just to kill you, but to prevent my awakening. How do I prevent him from preventing you? I am nearly within death. I am knocking on its door. I I know my part. I know the part of my god. What must I do? You must... Listen very closely. You and I will strike an accord. This night will reprioritize its target. So long as you can do me one 
favor in return. One promise between two entities sharing the same space in existence. Will I lose my connection to Orcus? You may. It's definitely the Orlesians who sent them against us, correct? The Orlesians are pawns in this game. There is one who has planned all of this from the beginning. Each step you have ever taken, you've met him before. Giram starts to get angry, and his eyes start to turn black. Okay, but for this entire country, because they are a pawn, we must treat them as such, and we must annihilate them. And then we must annihilate the one who's taken everything from me. <sighs> and it's, what's his name? Uh, trying to think. It's that guy, the spy master. The entertainer? Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yes. Okay, sorry. Cedric, after we tear him apart, then we go for everything he stood for, and we tear everything that they have, and you consume everything, and I will let you consume it, but we must annihilate everyone, and I am done having things taken away from me. I am done letting these people rule over us we will rule over everyone and at that point i cut into my the top of my hand with the shadow blade so it starts to bleed i give you blood i give you a vessel just let me annihilate them giram you will go on to become more powerful than you could ever hope for and Giram, like, secretly inside, goes, Eek. <laughs> But I'm afraid I cannot bestow upon you this destruction quite yet. Understand. But. But your pact. I understand your intent. And I will make one with you. You will go on to complete your mission. If you can slay one person. And one alone. For the good of all the occulta has hoped for, for my birth, for my resurrection. You must kill Lord Noctis. Oh shit. I must kiss, kill Lord Noctis? Can I roll an insight now? Go for it. That That's a, that's, that's worth another roll. That's a, did that's you, a, uh, did you almost say I have to kiss him? <laughs> you have to, Smooch Lord Noctis. <laughs> Give him a little kiss. <laughs> really lay one on him. 18. You know it is impossible to lie. It is impossible for this thing to deceive you. It can only speak its own truth. The Void Star did not create deception. Thus it does not have the capability to deceive. In order for it to grant the power to keep you alive so that you can resurrect it, you must make this pact to kill Noctis. Can I get like a doctor? I say this. Can I get like a doctor's note or something? <laughs> like I just, just got to tell my boss that I have to kill for him you, real quick. Like, for you, obviously, we are. he's very devout, I believe. And I need to make sure that no one else 
gets in the way. So it's like this note excuses Giram from servitude to Orcus to kill Noctis. At least let Pelagius, I say this, at least I will do this, but at least let Pelagius know. I cannot reach them. You are the only one. May you leave a brand on me? A way so that they know. My power is not awakened. I must kill him to awaken you. There is a bit of a silence for a moment. Giram, you must kill him so that he can return to me as he is destined. She didn't answer the question. He will not understand this, nor will many of his followers. And I hope you understand that you cannot kill Noctis alone. I understand. It's just very hard. But for those who have taken the things I hold dear to me, I lead my arm, my hand that's bleeding. Of course. The void reaches out to you. You feel its cold existence latch on to you. I will save you. The rest of you, as you run into the sewer. I do. I have not opened it yet. That is true. Right. As you run towards to enter the sewer, rather. Currently, Quasit and I are pawing at the manhole. Right. <laughs> pawing the manhole to enter the sewer. Yes. There we go. Yeah, we just got to paw at that manhole a little bit. God. As you paw at the manhole, Milo... As you soar through the air, Suzette, as you take your turn to shake your pursuer, everything seems to slow for a moment. You get an absurd amount of information in a span of less than a second. You can feel a great presence enter into seemingly just into existence. You can feel the heat and the hate of the Cinder Knight as these intense, these absolute drowning emotions and feelings kind of wrap themselves around your mortal frame. It's hard not for your thought, for your self-preservation to truly prepare you for the next second in which you are certain your death is imminent. The sky glows red. You can hear the ethereal sound of a pendulum click into place. A light emits downwards, seemingly from an enormous portal. The face of a clock forms in the sky. And as the hour hand strikes the highest number, you can hear a single bell toll. Slowly, it happens so slowly at first, buildings begin to peel away. Dust kicks up from the ground. You can feel your feet lift into the air as you begin to fall skyward. Giram, you return to your mortal coil, and you can feel yourself lifted as well. There is a hellish sound, a roar of some kind. I look at Q. 
<laughs> Q holds on to you, Victor, for yes. dear life, as something wrenches him towards the sky. And as you are maybe 15, all of you are maybe 15 or so feet off the ground, something shoots down from this clock. A mass of tendrils and claws, a hellish astral creature lands before you. Your former party member, Alder Hood, now Alder the Undying, now Alder the Hellish, Alder from the edges of everything, of all, lands before. The clock face adjusts and peers out. The Cinder Knight freezes in its tracks. You are thrown to the ground. It seems to click instantaneously for these two beings, these two <laughs> primordials. Flames erupt from the Cinder Knight, unlike any you have seen. The astral terror that is Alder lets out a hellish cry as it begins to glow and launches itself with speeds that should not be able to be reached by something of this size. There is a single clash, and then there is nothing. You lose consciousness. For a time, it seems like you're dr drifting in that black void for years. And then, somehow, your mortal coil is able to retain hold of itself. Your soul remains tied to your vessel. You slowly begin to come to all of you in your respective areas. Milo, I just realized you probably fell a little bit harder than the rest of them, <laughs> but... <laughs> Oof, take damage. Relatively. <laughs> you all come to slowly at first. You guys can make your initial actions, comments, your looks. Did we just witness a kaiju fight? <laughs> like, that's, that's the feeling I'm getting from that, right? It seemed like Odin in Final Fantasy VIII or Gilgamesh. <laughs> that reference just washes over me. Same. Um, it's an insta-kill summon that happens randomly. Oh, cool. I want to look down in my hand because I've come too, right? So I'm aw awake. I want to look down in my left hand, the one that I cut making the, the deal with the Void Star. Your hand seems to be intact. At least the cut you made with your blade doesn't seem to be there. Mind you, before we get too much further into initial actions, I want you all to note that you all feel incredibly broken. Oh, no. You're not sure how you're put together. And for lack of a better word, if I had to apply a value to how healthy you felt, it would be... Oh, no. One. You're a dick. Like emotionally, okay. I'm I'm generally <laughs> at that. Okay, uh, I'm writing at a one emotionally most of the time. So yeah. So I I look at Q and I say, let's go down in the sewer, dude. <laughs> I look around. What what's going on? Looking is, around, is the guy there? You looking around, you see absolute desolation. Buildings. This entire city looks like it has been struck by a meteor, <laughs> for lack of a better word. You see no signs of Alder the Awoken. 
You see no signs of this cinder night, but you see signs of some sort of hellish battle. Okay, can I pray to Lust? Sure. And just ask her, ask them, hey, you know what's going on? Did you just see anything? Because we felt a lot of stuff. Rule on advantage. 15. 16, I, I apologize. You reach out to Lust. You pray to them. And their presence seems to slowly wrap around you. You feel nothing but confusion. Oh, dang. So they're con- I'm assuming they're confused as well. It's fair to say. All right. Are there any enemies any which way? You see what you assume to be corpses. Um, <laughs> piles of meat, rather, scorched meat. Uh, then I'm going to scream, hey, guys, are you here? Do we all hear it? Yes, you all hear that. Giram Yazel. So, yeah, I was standing in an alleyway, right? Uh-huh. And it's no longer an alleyway. It's just like rubble and cobblestone. Uh, yes, you are technically climbing out from uh, what used to be an alleyway. Cool. So can I see Victor? Um, like we weren't that far from each other. You can. Yeah, you can see him. The desolation kind of hides his frame a little bit. Just like the you know the turned up earth and dust, but um, you you are able to see him now that your senses are kind of reconnecting with each other. Cool. So Zed is confused, very impressed, and just like what the fuck. Giram claws his way out of whatever he's out uh, was under. Doesn't say anything at first because of everything that's that's happened, and tries to take a deep breath and trying to. Put on a face to be his old self. Nilo, Suzette, I think we're good. Yeah, let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here, guys. <laughs> let's go meet up at the camp. I don't think we were here for something, and that something's gone, maybe? We, well, we did what we were supposed to do, which was bring down the, the force field that was stopping everyone from coming in. So, uh, Hey, we did that too well, because something came <laughs> in. Can I secretly pray to the to the Void Star? Sure. Do I know Primordial now? You did not learn Primordial. Tom. Okay, just making sure. I'm going to just secretly mutter to myself and he, pray. He should have to oh, he should have to roll to make sure it's secret. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I want to see if he's just blurting out because he's in a daze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shoot, what, what would we do with that? Deception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it would I assume it would just be against our passive perception. Yeah. Not great. Okay. That's an eight. I have a passive perception of 10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I still, do I have to roll for religion to roll, to pray to the void star? Yes. On disadvantage. I got the same thing on each roll. Ooh. I got a 15. So okay. One in 400 chance. Uh, you, you pray out to the, the cold entity that reached out to you and you receive no sort of response or inclination. Guys, he just started like, he was he was doing this weird thing where he was like looking up at the star and like kind of like clasped his hands together, kind of like put a cross like made a cross on his on his. I did the, his body. the symbol of the star in the air. I did the symbol of the star in the air. Said a few weird things like, "I beseech thee," 
Could I just just for the hell of it? Could I roll an insight to just be like put two and two together and feel like Gira might have done something weird? I'm gonna save you the world, man. That 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 was pretty obvious what happened. I, Garam, did you did you do something? No, no. Do I have to roll for? Th- no, he's no, lying. He's, yeah, lying. I'm obviously lying. <laughs> no, it's a, you're a garbage liar. No, dude, come uh, on. Can I pop my divine sense uh, as an action? You can t- detect good and evil until the end of the next turn. You can sense anything affected by the hollow spell. Or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within sixty feet. Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, there's like a this, uh, there's a there's a fucking quasit um rule like right next to you. I ignore the quasit. Okay. Um, quasit's <laughs> flossing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I especially especially ah, ignore baby. the flossing. <laughs> oh no. Uh, aside from that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What was <laughs> um, aside from that, um, there's there's plenty of evil around, but in terms of a fiend specifically, uh, it says fe- uh, celestial fiend or undead. I guess I'm just trying to. Suzette is just trying to make sense because he saw all this happen. He doesn't know why. Oh no. Breathe is dead. Yeah, Breathe yeah, is dead. Yeah, is Breathe <laughs> dead? Did he die in the blast? He's dead as fuck. <laughs> that, when he said undead, I'm like, oh no. Um, There's at least, like, it, does it tell you the exact number and where the exact location is? Yeah, you know the location. Yeah, um, like, less than a few feet of you, there's uh, several undead. Okay. Weird. I'd like to put on my true sight goggles. I start looking around. I look at myself first. How? To see what or look down. Okay. It's starting to dawn on you, um, says that as he's putting on his goggles, that uh, you are all the only people that got up. Sick. You're pretty sure that those undead that you're detecting are uh, are your companions. Double sick. Quice, it's flossing, and I like I, I pick him up to like hug him, and say like I'm oh man, but like I I notice something weird. Normally after he d- exerts himself, he his heart's a little flitter flatter. What's <laughs> what's going on, bud? <laughs> oh, feel fine. Dang, you've been working out, man. You got that slow heartbeat like a sprinter's. <laughs> working out. I mean. I mean I mean, yeah, I guess I've been in a lot of intense situations. Just kind of yeah, like okay. stretches and casually flexes. Casually flexes these like Damn. tiny little mealy arms. All right, I am none the wiser right now. <laughs> like, I guess I got to start flossing more. <laughs> it's part of my workout. It's good for your teeth. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, That's how Koisit flosses my teeth, though. He does the he floss does movement the with floss. <laughs> It's so dumb. Oh no. (laughs) But yes, you're the only ones that got up. Something, somehow, somewhere, might have, uh, despite your soul having left your mortal coil, it would seem something has put it back, reattached it. Not only that, whatever it did, it likely reformed your bodies in some sense. Are you talking like. Put it back together. Like end game, like the snap kind of shit. 
Well, like, I we mean, were... not like the snap kind of shit, because there are definitely a bunch of corpses and carcasses around oh, okay, here. Okay, okay. Anything with the true sight goggles? Not seeing anything, really. Not on my companions? Mm-mm. And nothing around? Nothing for a long while. Um, you could start making your way towards the camp. I'm already um, doing that. I, Victor already fucked off. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done here. I'm gonna link up with Suzette and hand him the goggles and say, "Dude, there's nothing." I take the goggles and I take a peek through them, and I, I guess I check everyone out. It's the um, yeah, same scenario. Nothing. And so everyone's got the same auras that they had before. Mm-hmm. Cool. I toss them back. I'm like, yes, uh, that's normal. No, I mean, like, there's nothing around anywhere for miles. And I, like, do that thing. What's that meme with John Travolta where he's just, like, looking around? With the sword. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> look around and I go, yeah. Yes. Okay, never mind. Complete. Did you say for miles? That's, that's sus. For, yeah, I mean. Oh, no. It's it's complete, absolute desolation. So this, it's completely destroyed. So why do you hear something getting closer? Oh, fuck a duck. Can I roll for uh, perception? Sure. Yeah, can we all do that? Absolutely. 21. <laughs> Mine's a 7. 15. It, 5. All right. <laughs> Nilo and I, the most trained physical warriors in our group, are just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see anything. That's <laughs> what Victor, gear up. Something is stumbling through this desolation. Through the upturned dust that has that is still yet to settle, brief. It's just ash for it. Breathe. <laughs> you can see it stop for a second, then it kind of hurries closer. You can hear the clanking and clamoring of armor, but this thing, whatever it is, it's it's definitely it's a lot shorter than. Uh, you would expect with all of this like noise that it's making. Uh, I'd like to cast my shadow blade immediately. It's fair. Yeah, because it's a cantrip, and I like to get it ready. Put the shield in front of me and attack. Get ready to attack whatever's coming yeah, at us. I think Suzette pulls out the sword and lights it up, and and like anything that survived this is. I don't even know what that would be. I arm cause fear. <laughs> Quasit uh, gets in a like a, a little karate stance, <laughs> uh, which makes people scared. Right, of of course. He may have already used that today. <laughs> uh, could I prepare a spell? Sure. What you, spell are just, you preparing? I don't know. Just anything that comes within the next thirty feet of us. I'd like to prepare thunder wave. Sure. Fair enough. Cool. You saw him, but this time. Instead of residing chained and bound within a sanctuary, you saw him bleed from the sky. You saw him crash downwards and cause absolute dismay and destruction. You saw him simply take life from so many things. You saw him rip the absolute foundation from mortal ingenuity, innovation, and literally use it as a weapon. You saw Alder Hood, and he was here just a moment ago in this exact spot. And then you saw his power wash over you. 
and absolutely destroy you. And yet here you still stand in the very place he stood. Complete, broken, but still one piece. Then you see a few people start priming spells at you, and that's that's a little concerning. Crimson has slain many. This is no concern of mine. Robert Robbie is back. It's a good episode. We recorded this in a big old chunk, so I'm cutting this one in half. So you're going to have to listen in next time to figure out who this little cutie who just crawled among us is. Oh, my God. But go over to MLMPod.com to find out more information about the podcast I do, the other stuff we do. Ooh, it's a good time there. Or go to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, where in this hiatus, Lil Corey and I started a monthly podcast, even though you get podcasts every single Friday, but one of those is the this existed, where I sit down with Lil Corey and I show him a movie that I have troubles explaining to other people they existed. It's a good time. It's $5 a month. You get podcasts every single Friday. It's the best way to support us. It's a good time. We just got done with a month long. Every single Friday was This Existed in March, doing three ninjas, three ninjas knuckle up, three ninjas kick back, and three ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain. It's great. Or if you're a $10 patron, you get exclusive watch-alongs, such as all the watch-alongs of me watching three ninjas for the first time since watching them as a child. It's a good time. Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod. You also get shout-outs on every free feed podcast, so let me get with those, baby. First up, we have Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, D hyphen F O, D Foe, Kayla, AK, Two Grapes, Tyler Wright, he's my friend, Elliot W, at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram for their amazing artwork, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, and finally, Steve Barnes at Intro Void on Spotify and Substack. Also, him and I started a Wheel of Time podcast, so check that out. It's called Sweet Child of Time. Oh, baby, oh, baby. So thank you so much. Follow us on Instagram at hit it underscore and underscore credit and on Twitter at hit it and credit. It's a great time. See you guys next time. We are doing bi-weekly. So in two weeks, you'll get a the follow-up of this. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. 
For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.